0: Hey there, what's up? It's Chris Guillebeau here with you for Side Hustle School. This is episode 257. If you're listening in real time, there are just five days to go until the Side Hustle book comes out. It is in fact the final countdown. Now we have a lot of people out there who are listening. And one thing I said when I started the show way back in January is that people have different goals for their side hustle. So I kind of knew that from the beginning and designed a show around it. But that fact has only been more and more reinforced as we've gone through the year Like I've said several times, I am learning along with you. So side hustle goals are different and unique. Some people want to make quick cash. Others want to replace their income. Others want to do something creative and so on. But one benefit that we haven't explored at all in 257 episodes, at least not like this, is the ability to pursue a big project over time without going all in and risking your savings. Now, when I heard the story, I first thought it might not be right for side hustle school because it's a 10-year project to invent a new kind of boat One that folds into a backpack, actually, which is crazy. But we'll get to that. But I was thinking, well, ten-year project—that's not really what a side hustle is all about. But then I realized that the outdoorsman, the guy who invents the boat, is able to do this because of his job. Like he's able to take on this big project, have this long-term focus, and actually take some risks because he's working full time. And also because he's working full time, the risks aren't as significant. So I thought this was really interesting. And of course, it's also interesting that the guy builds a boat that fits into a backpack. That story coming right up. Today's Side Hustle story was inspired by the great outdoors. Pete Flood has always enjoyed nature. Getting away from the crowds and up to the mountains, lakes, and rivers is his refuge from everyday life. He spent many a trip camping, fishing, hunting, and scuba diving from the Bahamas to Alaska, and he wanted a boat that could help him explore these hard-to-reach places a little easier. For years, he would wake up in the middle of the night imagining this boat. It would have to be light, versatile, and easy to assemble, and it would help if he could carry it with him, perhaps in a backpack. Unfortunately, nothing like this existed on the market. So finally, after years of thinking about it, Pete started his folding boat side hustle with a trip to the hardware store. He purchased PVC pipe, glue, and some fittings. At the same time, he was designing and prototyping his boat, he also had the hobby of flying ultralight airplanes. So he was able to borrow ideas and techniques, as well as some of the materials that are used in airplane construction. And since Pete has a full time job as a senior construction project manager for a software company, he spent his nights and weekends off and on for several years. Prototyping over 20 designs until he was happy. In 2008, Pete headed to the outdoor retailer show in Salt Lake City. There he was able to connect with some other guys building unconventional boats, and they realized they weren't in direct competition, so they offered Pete some help. Based off that experience, he went back home, made 20 more revisions to his design, and finally had a prototype that would allow his boat to go from completely packed to ready for the water in four minutes. Designing and creating a boat, even a small one, is quite a bit different in scale and scope than selling something on eBay. Or creating an online course and putting it out to the world. For his next big step, Pete had to find a manufacturer who would bring this prototype product to retail reality. This led him on a three year quest around the country, from New York to California to Virginia. Pete eventually made three trips to China as well, finally settling on a manufacturer he felt comfortable with. After another long wait, the first round of KPAC boats, that's what he decided to call them, were shipped to Pete back home in North Carolina. The end of one successful chapter meant the beginning of another. Now that he had a product, he had to get to work marketing it. Pete initially approached some brick-and-mortar stores about stocking his boat, but he quickly realized it wasn't a good fit for a couple reasons. To start with, the boat requires a bit of explanation. Remember, this is a boat that folds up into a backpack. If you're wondering how this is possible, there will be a picture on the show notes page. So in a store, the average customer would see a black backpack and then an assembled boat and have to make a mental leap to connect the two. And since the boat sells for about thousand dollars, it's not exactly an impulse buy. The other interesting obstacle he encountered is that his boats don't require anything other than a paddle and a life jacket, which sounds good because any other boat would require a variety of other products. A roof rack, a baler pump, a skirt, a cart, and a lift system to help store it. Retail stores were used to getting all those additional sales, or at least some of them. So they didn't love the idea of just stocking a boat in a backpack that needed nothing else. But that's okay because Pete realized he could sell direct. Once he figured that out, Pete set up a website using Squarespace. He took professional photos and videos to really show off the boat and also began to narrow down their potential markets by doing some focus groups. He was initially thinking about other outdoorsmen like himself, but he was surprised to see that some of his best response came from women who live in cities but like to head to the outdoors on the weekend. Since the boat is lightweight, easy to assemble, and can also fit in a closet, it's a perfect fit. He also started approaching potential ambassadors or influencers who would be able to expose a whole new group to the folding boat. Pete now has a handful of ambassadors and his boats have been around the world. In terms of startup costs, full disclosure, this is not a cheap side hustle. Pete calls it a labor of love, a product that he wanted to create for himself and for others, and he's passionate about getting it out there to other like-minded folks. Total costs for the first production run were about $100,000. Not a small investment, but one that Pete was able to make over time because he was sustained by his full-time job. Speaking of sustainable, his side hustle is now beginning to sustain itself. But Pete knows that in order for it to grow, he needs to start selling more boats. And he wants to get folding boats out to the public. Despite working on this project for a decade, he is still inventing and tinkering. He's already come up with a new butterfly design that will shave a minute off the already quick four-minute setup. And then the rest of his limited spare time, Pete has been hitting up the outdoor shows, trying to find partners so that he can sell his boat via as many channels as possible. But first, he has another adventure coming up. He's heading off to Norway with his wife to celebrate 30 years of marriage. And naturally, he's bringing a folding boat on the trip. as I said, a side hustle can take on a lot of different forms. And in this story, you can see this guy had a long-term focus. He wanted to build something that was not necessarily easy or cheap or quick. And he wanted to do it in a way that was different from perhaps a traditional entrepreneurial path, which would be quitting your job, borrowing against your savings, or getting some kind of investment, trying to make things work quickly and to scale, which can be exciting, but also comes with a lot of pressure. And the way that Pete chose to do it, he was able to relieve some of that pressure, he still wanted his project to succeed. It was still a lot of money he was going to invest in it, but he did it in a way that it was a lot less stressful. Now, also just a comment on the direct sales. Direct sales versus selling through retailers. I actually think going direct makes much more sense for this project for many reasons. It's not just about retail stores being skeptical. If he was selling through retail, he would also have to sell them the stores the boats for about half the price. So he would be giving away a lot of profit to do that. And in fact, the boats might actually have to cost more in the end. So by selling direct, he's able to keep all the profit, and not only that, but I think going direct allows him to build much more brand loyalty by having direct contact with his customers. So it may be harder to get off the ground because Walmart isn't buying a thousand boats or whatever, but I actually think it has the potential, at least, to be much more sustainable. I really like this company in Seattle that makes bags named after the founder, Tom Ben. I've been carrying the Tom Ben Empire Builder bag for I think something like five years, and I'm not sponsored by them; I'm a paying customer. But a few years ago, I was able to visit their factory in Seattle take a tour and meet with Tom and his partner, Darcy. And he had an interesting story of his bags becoming really popular, building this big customer base. And then a couple of big box stores, I don't know if it was Walmart or something similar, approached him and wanted to place a really large order. And he went back and forth on it, but actually decided, no, I'm not going to do that and continued building this business direct. And now his company, Tom Ben, has a lot of brand loyalty. There are a lot of people like me who admire his vision, think his products are great and are happy to talk about them. And I don't know if that would be the case if you could get those products anywhere. Anyway, something to think about. Wherever you are in the world, whatever you're up to, I hope you enjoy this episode. Remember that inspiration is good, but inspiration with action is so much better. Today's show notes, including a link to Pete's Boats, where you can see some cool video of them being assembled and disassembled, along with links to Tom Benn and anything else I talked about, are at sidehustleschool.com slash 257. I'm Chris Gillibow for Side Hustle School. I'll be back tomorrow.